You're listening to Oak City Move, a new podcast from 88.1 WKNC, highlighting people doing positive things in Raleigh and beyond. Oak City Move can be heard on air every Friday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on 88.1 WKNC or online at wknc.org listen. For episodes and more information, go to blog.wknc.org or follow us on SoundCloud at WKNC881. This is 88.1 WKNC. You're listening to the Oak City Move, a weekly show that um, talks about uh, people from marginalized communities and the kind of work that they're doing to um, represent their communities and uh, different people that are just starting really cool initiatives to bring change to our community. My name's Sarah, and like I said, you're listening to the Oak City Move. We go from 9 to 11 on Friday mornings here on WKNC. Later today, we're going to be talking to um, some people from Southeast Raleigh Promise, uh, and they're going to be coming in around 10, so be sure to stick around for that. But first, uh, we're going to give you a couple of events that are coming up in the next week that you can check out. The first is Worker Memorials Today, and that's today, starting at 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., and it's at the North Carolina State Capitol in downtown Raleigh. Um, and it's a pre- press conference and solemn memorial service uh, to um, uh, memorialize um, all the people that died that working for a better life in 2015. And it will call for the State Department of Labor to do more to prevent workplace injuries and fatalities. So again, that is today from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. at the North Carolina State Capitol. Uh, and they ask that you wear black to honor the memories of the people that have passed. Also today, we have WKNC's infamous event, Fridays on the Lawn, today um, from 5 to 7 p.m. at the field outside Witherspoon Student Center. It's called Harris Field. Um, also today, uh, we have a uh, event called Arts for Amnesty at Raleigh Charter High School on Glenwood Avenue. I worked on this event when I went to Raleigh Charter. It's pretty cool. So what it is, is um, the Raleigh Charter branch of Amnesty International uh, works on an art auction that is student art that's, and all the proceeds from the art go back to a certain, um, a certain charity or organization that is working around the theme of the year. So the theme this year is My Dear Fellow American um, with a focus on refugees and immigrant rights. And the proceeds will go to the USCRI, which is the U.S. Committee for Refugees and Immigrants, um, specifically the North Carolina branch. So that starts at 5.30, um, and it has a, there's a silent auction with the student art, and then there's a film screening of uh, a film called Refugee Kids, One Small School Takes on the World. Um, and then after that, there is a panel discussion from members of the USCRI. So again, that's at Raleigh Charter High School from 5.30 to 8. Um, so those are all today. And then I'm trying to see what else. Oh, so on Sunday, April 30th from 2 to 4, there's the Out of Darkness Campus Walk that's here uh, on NC State's campus at Harris Field, again, outside of Witherspoon Student Center. And it is a walk for suicide prevention. Um, so they do encourage you to come early to register. But again, that's on Sunday from 2 to 4 outside Witherspoon Student Center. Hunt Library, is, which is on NC State's Centennial Campus, will be um, having an event called Beyond the Bars 2017. And that's on Sunday from 1 to 6. Um, and it's a ga- they describe it as a gathering of local students, teachers, school administrators, policymakers, nonprofit advocates, judges, and other members of the public to share viewpoints and engage in a productive and candid dialogue about the juvenile justice system. So that's definitely something worth checking out. Again, that's at Hunt Library from 1 to 6 p.m. on Sunday. Okay, so my final event 
It takes place on Tuesday, May 2nd. So this is next week from 6.30 to 8 p.m. And this is hosted by the USCRI, which is the group that's going to be at uh, Arts for Amnesty tonight. Um, and it's called Get to Know Our New Refugee and Immigrant Neighbors and Needs. So you come, you can come to the office of uh, the USCRI, which is on Barrett Drive in Raleigh, um, for an informational meeting about how you can understand and advocate for um, the needs and rights of immigrants and refugees. Uh, and they do ask that you RSVP. So you, if you go on Facebook, you will find all the information for the event and where you can RSVP. But again, uh, it's called Get to Know Our New Refugee and Immigrant Neighbors and Needs. And it's uh, hosted by the USCRI on Tuesday from 6.30 to 8. We're the Oak City Move, and we are a show that comes on weekly on Friday mornings from 9 to 11. And we just talk about different in- different initiatives that are going on in our community that are making positive changes. My name's Sarah. I'm Kanchi. And Vian's at Switchpoint right yeah, now. Yeah, so you can t- check out our Instagram story. Um, and she's giving uh, sort of some live updates of the things that are going on there. But mm-hmm. we're hopefully going to have like a sort of storyboard type thing. Mm-hmm. And Switchpoint was the um, event that kind of inspired her to start this radio show. Yeah. If you go back and listen to our um, very first episode, you can listen to it um, at WKNC.org or through our Tumblr, oakcitymove.tumblr.com. But it, we sort of played a little, um, a couple of sound bites from the Switchpoint that took place last year. Mm-hmm. But it's sort of this really big conference. Um, that Saxapah Hall. Mm-hmm. And it just it's this really big conference, and it's but it's very different from most conferences because you have there's a lot of elements of you know music and dance and art and things like that. So it's not your typical formal conference. Mm-hmm. And what Fionn highlighted a lot last year was that everything, um, all the talks and workshops are very solutions based. So everybody um, really tries to get together, not just like focus on problems, but focus on the ways that they can mm-hmm. be solving these problems. And so we just hope we're kind of hoping to do it. This show also is the people who are coming on are actively working to um, really tackle the issues that are happening instead of just kind of um, attacking each other over them. Yeah, or anything. definitely. It's finding that, a lot of middle ground. That solutions based journalism is definitely um, the biggest aspect of the Switchpoint conference that really inspired this show. But so, so we should have a show for um, like a, um, a little soundbite or a. A small um fans going to be taking like recordings mm-hmm. and stuff from the yeah. conference so, so you, could, you guys can like sort of catch up on that and like i said if you go back and listen to our first podcast we go more in depth on what switch point is and what went on last year and like how it, and fian talks about how it inspired her to start this show so if you want you can go to our tumblr oakcitymove.tumblr.com and check out the first podcast so kanchi did you want to talk a little bit about art to wear yeah, um, Art to Wear is happening today. Um, it's a runway show put on by the NCSU College of Design, and um, this year's theme is called The Art of Deja Vu. So students get to showcase their uh, collections that they've created, and they're always like really amazing, beautiful stuff. They work super hard on them, and they have uh, students model them, um, People, um, other students doing hair and makeup. It's like a really collaborative event, and a lot of cool people come out to see it. So t- it's happening today. Um, there's a free dress rehearsal at 2 p.m. today. It's free for NCSU students with a valid student ID. And then there is a student exhibition at 6.30 where students will be displaying some visual artwork that are all around the theme of Deja Vu. And then the actual runway show seating is at 7 and the show is at 7.30. Um, that one, you can buy tickets outside of the door. Um, and this is at Tally Student Union Ballroom. 
and it's also going to be streaming. I think they normally stream it on the lawn outside of Tally on the um, big screen. So you can watch that there at 7 p.m. also. And one event that we didn't really get to talk about um, before we went on break is the Black Mamas Bailout Day. And that is uh, tomorrow from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. in Chapel Hill. Oh, sorry, excuse me. It's in Durham. But it is an event that's sort of um, raising money to bail out um, especially black black women from prison on Mother's Day. Um, And it's part of the, like, it's part of a national movement called National Mama's Bailout Day. Um, And it's the description that they give is the week before Mother's Day, a collection of more than a dozen local base building and national organizations will bail out as many mothers as possible who without our support would spend Mother's Day in a cell because they are unable to afford bail. So you can go and they are just take donations and then they they sell dinner plates, right, for donations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we have like some DJs and like a little party there. So yeah, so if you, you can't can... make it out. You can also um, donate online to the mm-hmm. um, fund before the seventh, I think. But yeah, it's uh, the link is bit.ly/slash/freeblackmamasfund. Um, that's the website where you can donate. But you can find all this on Facebook. But again, it is called um, Dance Party for Black Mamas is the name of the event, and it's from eight p.m. to two a.m. in Durham tomorrow. Um, so in a little bit, we're going to have some people from the Southeast Raleigh Promise come in. But before that, Conch, would you want... We talked a little bit about the organization Girls Rock NC uh, mm-hmm. before the break. But would you mind giving yeah, us a little bit more about We have a little more them? information on it. Um, so Girls Rock is a, organization, a nonprofit organization that tries to empower um, women and girls and people of um, marginalized genders through the creative expression of music and art and other things so it's kind of like a really intense um one week rock camp over the summer and they have different locations in durham chapel hill and raleigh and they're each like a week long so you can sign up to volunteer um for anyone that you want and it's um the hours are really flexible i did it last year and it was super fun um they will work around your schedule it's just kind of whatever you can contribute and come in and you don't need any musical experience it's not necessary but you can um um, help lead like workshops and uh, do like after care or just kind of be like moral support. Like I was a camp counselor last year and I just kind of like helped encourage and like help write lyrics and stuff like that. Um, they're really fun. We'll make like t-shirts and all this other events and stuff. And so the volunteer applications are open right now. You can read more information on their website at girlsrocknc.org and the um, summer training sessions are coming up you have to be 16 to apply um folks of all genders can volunteer but direct volunteer roles are reserved for women girls and gender non-conforming people yeah so Conchi and i are both uh, trying to volunteer this summer so mm-hmm. we I think it's really gonna fun. be a good time mm-hmm. uh like i said in a little bit we're gonna be talking to southeast raleigh promise uh, after this break but if you have any song requests any comments concerns or any ideas for the show feel f- feel free to call us at 919-515-0881 or 919-515-2400. You can also tweet us at Oak City Move on Twitter or at any of our other social media platforms. We do have Instagram, Facebook, and a Tumblr, all with the same title, Oak City Move. This is 88.1 WKNC, and you're listening to the Oak City Move, a weekly show on Friday mornings from 9 to 11 that talks to different people and organizations that work to do good and uh, enact positive change in the community. We're here with Dahlia from Southeast Raleigh Promise, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about 
what the organization does and what she does for the organization. Hi, Dahlia. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> so tell us, what is Southeast Raleigh Promise? Sure. So Southeast Raleigh Promise is a organization that is charged with managing a collective impact model um, with ending intergenerational poverty um, in Southeast Raleigh. And so we are, have five different focus areas that we work on to end intergenerational poverty. And we're, we're focused on a very specific geographic area within Southeast Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Um, Southeast Raleigh is a uh, very um, rich community. And um, we there's great leadership already there. And there's great resources and things that are already happening there. Um, but we do see a lot of um, gentrification that's happening rapidly in Southeast Raleigh. And so we're charged with um, revitalizing the neighborhood. And we want to invite new neighbors into that neighborhood, but without pushing out um, our folks that mm-hmm. are already there. And so um, those five focus areas that we're working around are high quality education, uh, affordable housing, health and wellness, and economic opportunity and leadership development. Awesome. And so why do you think that they, when they started the organization, that they chose Southeast Raleigh in specific? Yeah, so we're seeing lots and lots of great develop, economic development um, everywhere in mm-hmm. Raleigh. And we feel like um, Southeast Raleigh has been kind of left behind when it comes to the, these great things that are happening everywhere in Raleigh. And we could see the potential that Southeast Raleigh has um, with its history and its leadership and its resources. And we think that that um, also there's a high concentrated area of poverty within Southeast Raleigh. And our, you know, the folks who've started this organization, who've had this vision, really um, know the potential that we have. And um, so that's one of the reasons why we're there. Awesome. And so what's your role in the organization and how did you get started? Sure. So I'm the project director, which right now with a newer organization, for those folks who know about nonprofits, it kind of means many hats of, <laughs> in many ways. Um, there's only two staff folks right now. Um, one of the best parts about Southeast Raleigh Promise that I absolutely adore is that our executive director was born and raised in Southeast Raleigh. And wh- why that's so important is because one of the um, biggest um, things that we are working on is to making sure that the residents in Southeast Raleigh have a voice within this work and that we're not just going out and pulling things out of thin air, that we're really talking to the community and finding out what they need and what their community needs to thrive. And so um, with the executive director and myself, we're kind of in the startup phases. You know, we've only been around since um, 2014 um, as an organization. And so we're, we're just working right now, getting up off the ground and um, strategizing about our next moves and, and how we're going to bring this work to fruition. Awesome. And then so what are the some of like the key, like you said, like you guys have started only in 2014. So it's only been about three years. Mm-hmm. What are some of the um, biggest events or initiatives that have been going on like over the past three years with the organization? Sure. So a lot of buzz right now. Um, we like to call them courageous collaborations that we have going on is we're working with um, some really great community partners in Raleigh. Um, two of the biggest ones right now are the YMCA of the Triangle and uh, Wake County Public Schools. Off of Rock Quarry Road, um, we're building, they're building a YMCA, state-of-the-art YMCA, slash a pre-K through five elementary school. And so the building is going to be combined, and there'll be some shared space among 
the YMCA, and the Wake County Public School. But along that site as well is we'll have over 80 affordable, high-quality um, housing. Um, one of our roles is to really provide mixed-income housing in Southeast Raleigh, as well as some commercial space that we're waiting for our community to help us design what that space is going to look like. And it's very exciting because we're going to start breaking ground there in August of uh, this year. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it is moving really, really fast, um, which is very exciting. We're accelerating right now. So, And uh, we, we have um, tomorrow, actually, we're going to be in Southeast Raleigh with the YMCA for a community event that the YMCA is holding at Walnut Creek from 10 a.m. to 2 I and my um, executive director will be there. So we'd love for you to stop by our table, ask questions, interact with us, and really get to know the Southeast Raleigh community while you're there. And so you mentioned how you guys were working with the community Mm -hmm. for designs of what you want to do with with the resources that you have in terms of like land and things like that. Um, How have you found it best to sort of work with the community without, you know, um, overstepping, I suppose, because I think it's a lot of times like organizations like Southeast Rally Promise, um, they always have sort of, they have to always sort of find a balance, you know, with um, having, like taking that initiative and having an authority um, and having a voice without, um, without taking away the voices of the people that live in that community. Absolutely. So one of the things that we started was our community listening process and mm-hmm. we just wrapped up phase one. And so that involved having um, community town halls, also having um, uh, youth canvassers go out and talk to the folks in Southeast Raleigh. Um, and we've also had a survey that's been up for a while and folks that live in Southeast Raleigh can still take it on our website. And so we're right now we're taking that information and really using that in our strategic planning. Um, and so we, we want to find a perfect blend of what the community needs and, and, and if how we have the resources to, to bring that to light for them. Mm-hmm. So you're right, it is, it is a complicated process. Um, one of the things, like I said before, that I just like the idea that we're actually taking initiative to do that. I feel that sometimes a lot of nonprofits will go in and think that they know how to help but really didn't ask anybody who they're helping. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we've already got a step ahead when it comes to um, most nonprofits. Awesome. And so with your time with Southeast Valley Promise, what has been one of the highlights for you or one of the best memories of your work there? Oh, so I'm still fairly new. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Let's see. One of the best times. I would have to say the energy when I go to planning meetings to anything that has to do with Southeast Rally Promise. Yeah. So it isn't a particular moment. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the leadership, it's the residents, it's everyone that I've come across so far are really excited about this work and really believe in it. And um, I find that very empowering to keep moving forward because some days aren't the easiest. Um, we are doing some complicated things, um, not just not very turnkey and um, so we're, uh, that's what excites me is the energy that everybody brings to the table. And so what are some of the things that are you, you're looking forward to in the upcoming future? So I know you said that in August you guys are going to have the grand opening. 
of one of the projects that you've been working on? What else is um, some of the stuff that people can look out for with Southeast Valley Promise? Yeah, so we'll definitely be doing some more community listening. Um, so I definitely recommend to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, definitely sign up for our our um, excuse me <laughs> our newsletters and our communications. We also will be having a, an event coming up on June fifteenth. Don't have a lot of details for everybody yet, but definitely stay tuned on our Facebook and our Twitter. Um, an exciting event, really kind of announcing who we are and what we want to do after we've had our community listening process. Awesome. And how can people, like, what's the best way for people to get involved? And are there any, like, is because I know it's based around Southeast Raleigh, but can people that don't live in the community come out to help? Um, just give us a little bit more yeah. information about so that. So we don't have any tangible volunteer opportunities right now. But one of the things to look for um, is we will be starting some action teams around our five pillars, that affordable, um, I'm assuming high quality education, that mixed income housing, those specific pillars. And if folks have a, um, a skill or some knowledge that they want to bring to the table, they really think that they could help with that, I would definitely look out for those calls when you sign up for our communications because we will be launching them within the year. And so we'll need lots of folks at the table, especially our community residents. They're going to be on the action team as well. Awesome. And for the last question, yeah. what is one thing that you wish everybody knew? Yeah, I think that a lot of times when um, people think of intergenerational poverty, they think of people who can't, um, who, who people who just need to pull up by their bootstraps and really that's how they get themselves out of poverty. And I think that they need to realize that it's so much more systematic than that and it's so much more complicated than that and that these folks do want to be not to be in poverty. They just need the same resources as everybody else has. And I think when we think of Southeast Raleigh, we think of under-resourced. And so it's important that um, we, we understand Awesome. We've been talking to Dahlia from Southeast Raleigh Promise, and you can check out what they're doing at, on Facebook, right, and Twitter as well. And our organization is, oh, our website is serpromise.org, and you can click on our social media links from there. Awesome. We've been listening to the Oak City Move. We are a uh, weekly show on Friday mornings from 9 to 11, and we work on uh, sort of solutions-based journalism approach which means that we highlight um, individuals and organizations that are doing work to solve issues in our community instead of just, you know, talking about them uh, without coming up with ways that we can fix them. Um, and so today we had um, Dahlia from the Southeast Valley Promise uh, come on to talk about uh, what the work that they do and what the organization stands for. And if you missed that, you can catch it on our podcast um, that we upload after every show. And Conch, how can they get to that? You can go onto our Tumblr page or through our Facebook. Um, everything is under Oak City Move. So you can go to oakcitymove.tumblr.com to check that out. Yeah, and feel free to contact contact us for song requests, um, any comments or concerns you have, or even just any ideas that you have about people we can bring onto the show or uh, things that we can discuss. So you can call us at 919-515-0881 or 919-515-2400. You can also find us, again, on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram, all under the name Oak City Move. Or email us at oakcitymove at gmail.com. Yep. And so, Conch, what have you learned so, this week? This week, 
I just finished a big studio project. I'm in graphic design and I think I learned a lot like doing this project of just the ways that we can use design in this kind of solution-based atmosphere. Some of the things I learned were that um, people are much more inclined to kind of uh, participate in activities or um, work on projects themselves if it's um, physical over digital sometimes. I feel like a lot of times with design especially we're moving more towards like um, like this is a cool virtual reality thing or like this crazy software is going to let you do this but a lot of times people just need that um, hands-on interaction to get more involved with stuff yeah. so designed the project on it and I think it was kind of successful and also focusing less on um, this is just for like these kind of um, finding middle ground, sort of creating like empathy among people, but mm -hmm. um, using less like statistics and percentages and instead of trying to highlight like um, more personal stories, people are much more inclined to react to that. So when they can connect to somebody on like a, like this is their experience and this is their narrative rather than saying like 90% of people done this. Yeah. And what did you learn this week, Sarah? What did I learn? Oh, this week, it's- it, It's been a stressful- Yeah. So week. for those of you who don't know, this is the last week of classes. Today is actually the oh, last God. day of class. So yay for everybody Congrats that goes to, to Etsy all State. all the people who are graduating. This is like yeah. their last, last, last day ever. Yeah, congratulations. Um, but yeah, this week they call it dead weeks. And they call it that for a reason because you just feel dead. Um, <laughs> it's been a dead year. It, yeah, it's 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 been a year. It's actually the end of my freshman year. So, Sarah is just a freshman. I, yeah. That always blows my mind. Cause yeah, yeah. yesterday was my last day of freshman year. So that was pretty wild just to think okay, about. Well, so how about instead of what did you learn this week? What did you learn freshman year? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, I, yeah, freshman year in some ways went the way I expected, but in some ways totally different. Like, I never saw myself working with the radio station mm -hmm. at all. Like, that just wasn't even on my radar. Did you um, see yourself doing technician and all? I could see myself doing technician, but like not even to the extent that I did it. Like I, like I, cause I knew about technician like way before I ever came here because my mom, my mom went to state and she, you know, remembered it from when she went here. But KNC, like I always thought like, oh my God, they're so cool. And like, like I always thought KNC too, like you had to get hired and like chosen to be like a DJ and stuff like that. So it's just like, oh my God, they're so intimidating. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Just so you to, learned that KNC is not as intimidating as you thought they were. Still and very cool. And people should come but, apply for our summer DJ classes. Yeah. I'm going to be there hiring. taking the DJ class. So you should come, come and the summer learn how to be a DJ. Chill because it's like all the people who are like really into it. Even like mm -hmm. incoming freshmen, if you're incoming freshmen and you want to um, start DJing over the summer, that's what I did. And like you yeah. guys have a jumpstart. Everyone thinks it's like... Yeah, it's really cool. And you can like meet a lot of new people so that like on your first day, you're not yeah, like, all oh, your friends are just like, friends. Yeah. you've already got those. All yeah, exactly. And it's going to be really fun. I think it's on Wednesday nights um, is when we have the training for the mm -hmm. summer. But you still have to apply. So just check out yeah. all that stuff on our website. And yeah. So it's going to be super chill and you can come hang out with me. So <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun. But yeah, definitely just freshman year. I don't know. Like, and just with both of my majors too, like I didn't even intend on having an Arabic major. Like uh -huh. I didn't even like, cause when I came into school, I applied as a social work major and that's still one of my majors but for arabic what i did was i just kind of went in and i was trying to get like my um foreign language requirement waived because i had like like the like the like the na like mm -hmm. the native proficiency i guess is what they call it and so m the professor that i went and talked to she was like you do realize you could finish like this major in two years or something <laughs> right and i was like okay cool so now i have a whole nother major that i never even thought about and just for the social work, like every like every time I go to class, I realize 
just how lucky I am to be in that major and to mm-hmm. have chosen it. Because originally I had I didn't even really know what social work was. Most people don't. And I was like, okay, I'll do like political science or international studies or something. Mm-hmm. And then once I found out like more about social work and what it was. What about it did you like? Just kind of the aspect that you get of the human connections. Uh Because with political science and international studies, like you get to work with, you you mainly work with like policy and other um, policymakers and people that have the same, like tend to have the same sort of ideals as you or at least the same educational background. Uh But with social work, especially like I want to go into advocacy. So stuff that kind of like along the lines of this show so you know working with policymakers and things like that to advocate for um, people that aren't being represented but um just kind of like you can for social work you can be sort of a liaison between you know the higher ups and people that have positions of power and then the people that you know don't really have a say or don't mm-hmm. usually have voices and just the human interaction that you get like you get like it's not just like you said it's not just the numbers not just the statistics you uh-huh. get to have personal relationships with these people and kind of just learn what what their struggle is like and you can take take that and take it because you have you know your privileged background of having an education things like that you can use what you've learned from those people to go up to policymakers and up to people that have positions of power um and sort of you know say like oh look here this is something a a perspective that you need to consider when you're making these laws and when Mm -hmm. you're making these decisions so that's what I really love about social work mm-hmm. is that bridge between. Those yeah. Groups. Like it's, you get, you just get this human interaction and you he- get to hear all these stories. And so every, so usually the, most of the professors in the social work department are, are like social workers in the field. Like they're not just teachers. Mm-hmm. So you get all these stories from them and I've never met a social worker, um, whether they're a professor or not, that just hasn't, really been touched by social work because like it kind of it just really changes the way you see things and really changes the way you think about the world um like even when dahlia was talking earlier about the whole thing where like a lot of people think if you're in a position of poverty like you kind of just need to pull yourself up by the bootstraps Mm -hmm. with social work we see a lot of personal narratives and things like that so it really changes your worldview so even within social work um you might have people that think more conservatively or think more liberally Mm -hmm. but we can all kind of agree on just the basic aspect of humanity and, and just really appreciating and, you know, using those human voices that we get. Uh So that's definitely, I just like it a lot. Do they have a minor for that at state too? Or is it just, I think they do. And they also have like a master's program, which is really cool because if you get your bachelor's in social work, you can get your master's in a year Mm -hmm. and then you can just like, after that just become like a licensed social worker. Yeah. Yeah, but ah, it's so weird to think freshman year's <laughs> over. That's Successful just crazy. Year, yeah, just like I'm, I'm done. Like I, because I have one exam and then that's it. Yeah, like I have an exam on Tuesday. And that's I'm it. so ready. Because <laughs> when do you finish, Gant? Uh, I think hopefully December. Okay. Oh my god. But, okay. So just for like clarification, there's three of us for people who like don't know the background. So there's three of us hosts. So it's me. Contra who's here with me right now, and then Fionn, who's at a Switchpoint conference. Both of them are probably graduating in December. Yes, yeah, so Sarah's going to be left <laughs> hanging. Um, <laughs> if anyone <laughs> is interested in, like, you know, probably going to have some vigorous application process yeah. to be on the show. Yeah, but you should, if you uh, go to NC State <laughs> or are planning to go to NC State in, like, the next year or so, 
hit me up because <laughs> I'm going to be here all by myself. I'm like, oh, they're God. But yeah, so if you're looking for anything to do to celebrate an LDOC again, Fight is on the Lawn is today, 5 to 7 p.m. on Harris Field, out in front of the Witherspoon. It's a free show. We're going to have, um, what was it, snow cones? Yeah, there's, there's snow, cones, snow cones, yeah. Um, and then also Art to Wear is today. Um, there's also an Ellie. LDOC concert that there's a lot you, of LDOC stuff yeah, like up, UAB you know? always puts on. It's John Bellion. I, okay, TBH, I don't really know who that is. Art but- is on the Lawn <laughs> Okay, oh, it's gonna be fun. But. Yeah, like the L concert's always really big. Um, it's on Stafford Commons, I'm pretty sure, outside of Tally Student oh, Union. Yeah, okay. But yeah, John, I think John Bellion's like pretty famous. I so I'm kind of like because people are always like, oh my god, it's John Bellion. Like I don't, I'm not really sure who that is. But yeah, I don't know. I've heard that he's supposed to be cool. So <laughs> you can check that out. And there's usually like other stuff going on, like probably like free food and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to the Oak City Move. We are a weekly show from Friday on Friday mornings from 9 to 11. And like we've been saying, if you have any ideas for us, just reach out to us like on our, our social media platforms. It's just Oak City Move. Or you can call the radio station at 919-515-0881 or 919-515-2400.